Synapta Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Next podcast. Uh, we are into our preseason preview episodes. The first one is getting kicked off now. I am joined by Royce from the Shades of Blue podcast, um, but also just in my opinion, over just knowing you for like four days, you look like the hardest working podcaster in all of American Premier League podcasting. Like you're up watching these wor- women's World Cup games. Um, you are out here. Uh, integrating with other podcasts just doing your thing um thank you for jumping on man i'm pumped to talk to you thanks for having me on uh first thing though uh please call me crunk chocolate don't call me royce that's what my mom calls me and i don't okay <laughs> this is this is uh that that's uh i i do appreciate because we found each other through instagram yeah i, I was yeah. like how how does he know that that's my name and i did, wasn't aware that it was on yeah. that on facebook so i was like let me change that real my, quick my so bad he, my bad no it's fine it's like an incognito thing that i very much enjoy using yeah. uh but thanks for having me on this is super exciting uh we're going into season three of shades of blue yeah. uh one of our focuses is spreading out our the feelers trying to connect with more people city-based and non-city-based mm-hmm. hopefully more people will be seeing my face more often yeah and hopefully you enjoy it every time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so i do have to ask then when we're going through this am i just going to call you crunk is that Please. like the, the short crunk or crunk chocolate. Yeah, 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 yeah. all right perfect perfect um i also noticed you are what is it one fifth of the pod who are the other pod members um and how often are you guys putting them out there during the season all right so there's Tarek. he's in indiana then there's uh sharpie he was in california but over the summer he transitioned across the united states he's now in the dmv area and then there's tom bomb he's in colorado and danielle he is on a hiatus uh, learning himself, finishing off his highest learning. He, like so, he he, but he's in California, Southern California. Yeah, you guys are literally city coast to coast. I love it. When you see that was actually our tagline from the longest. Where we call ourselves the most comprehensive Man City podcast, <laughs> yeah. covering from the Pacific to whatever it was. Now we have a whole new catchphrase for the new season and everything. But I appreciate you also saying, you know, I'm a hardworking guy. I, I yeah. try. I, yeah. I, I still feel like we're very new into this. But also being in it three seasons, it's this point where we're trying to make that transition to be like, we're established and yeah. we need to act that way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, we know all about that here. So what I like to start with on uh, these previews, because every pod that we're going to be talking to is a fan pod. I want to know, and especially being U.S., we always have to have like that asterisk next to our fandom of like, oh, you're a City fan? Sure, whatever. How did you become a City fan? How did you discover the club? Um, and when did it really transition into, oh, I'm really into this? Luckily, I've said the story so many times. I, I am the think, same as you. Yeah, I've had to explain myself think, so many times. How can I do a, sh- a short, quick way? Uh, yeah. There's multi-tiers. I played rugby growing up, but the first uh interest of it was 2001 when i was playing fifa with a friend i was flipping through leagues 
and I got to the second division of the English League, and I saw yeah. this really cool blue logo that said Manchester City, and all I had ever heard was all about is Manchester United. When I, in any TV show or movie, if there was like a good soccer club, it was mm -hmm. a Manchester United backed one. Mm -hmm. uh, I loved the shade of sky blue. It's truly like my favorite color. Mm -hmm. I loved taking a, a lower team and building them up to knock out the powers. That was yep. like the coolest thing to do. And I was like, all right, I'm all in. From there, it was rugby. And then once they got Rubinho, I was like all in. Cause for some reason he was my favorite player. I'm 6'4", 250, I'm a big dude. There was no reason yep. for me to love Rubinho, but I did. <laughs> yeah. it, it, but uh, once I looked at the, the club, there was company, uh, eventually Torre, but there was Nigel de Jong, uh, Michael Richards, there were just so many players that looked like me. And that was yeah. a really cool thing to see because yeah. I, when I watched most rugby, it was normally English rugby and there were, you know, people that looked like me on rugby, but not as much as when I looked at Manchester City play, I was like, oh, this is dope. And yeah. I was all in from there. That's amazing. I always tell the story of, I'm from Ohio. So I, I get the underdog type setup where it's like, hey, we're a flyover state. I, now I live in New York. So everyone, one of my yeah, exactly. Right. So every one of my friends in New York is like, oh, Ohio, like I'm never going to go there. Um, so I get the underdog aspect of it. And I think what I loved about the club, too, again, you you mentioned the aesthetics. I love the old crest. I know that a lot of city fans in England are not the biggest fan of it. That's why I changed. I love that color of blue. What I remember is seeing uh, Sean Wright Phillips in a highlight and just dribbling through people. And at the time, I had a weird obsession with AI. Like, I loved Allen Iverson. And I was like, he's the Allen Iverson of the Premier League. And I, by no means was he, but like, I was like, man, this is, this is my team. Yeah. Yeah. This is my team. So that's how it started with me. And it was funny because, again, being in Ohio, my parents had Sky Sports for some reason. No idea why. But just a random channel. I was homesick from school. Found the club that way. Um, so we've had a lot to be excited about over the past six seasons, for sure. Um, a lot to celebrate. I think that this season is going to be one of our biggest transitions. We're losing some really familiar faces in, in Gundogan, in Mares, um, and then maybe a few more later on. But I always like to get the positive out there first what are you excited about what player are you excited about who are you going to be really keeping your eye on this year to maybe exceed some expectations or you know I always mentioned Julian Alvarez last year I was like look when he came over it was overshadowed by Holland but he was so exciting to watch who's your Julian Alvarez this year I guess oh man that's tough Oh, again, because again, my brain, I want to. Yeah, no, you're good. Go, and it doesn't, I just want to run it. I just want to be like, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> There's no need to do does, all that. It doesn't uh, even have to be a player. It can be, you know, a partnership. It can be, I want to see these guys play to, with each other. I want to see how we're going to, you know, we took stones into the midfield last season. Now, how are we going to adjust that with Kovacic coming in? Something like that. I mean, it can be whatever you want. Yes. Uh, so I will answer it this way. Yeah. I am excited to see the progress because and it's really in a lot of people Ake got the contract extension it's obviously Pep is all in with him we will see mm -hmm. him as much as his body will allow uh Akanji second season in I would love to uh Pep seems to be a fan of him still uh mm -hmm. 
I like him as a center back, not as a left center back that has to <laughs> like move up and make crosses yeah. and stuff like that. For sure. Uh, Cole Palmer, Cole Jermaine Palmer, the the yeah. young phenom. He's we're asking for a Mares replacement. He obviously is showing. I mean, is in a very small amount in the Community Shield, but he can do that. And even Mares last season wasn't asked to do it often. He was just asked to come in and be an assassin. Now we have a baby-faced mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Uh, Foden <laughs> yeah. getting his chance to be in the center field, center of the pitch, and being able... I've been talking about this for years. His catch, turn, and burn is like the most gorgeous thing, and he did it all the entire Community Shield when he came on. Uh, it's just so many things. <laughs> like, truly, I, I could just go through every player and be like, this is specifically... I mean, I'm actually working on an article saying all that so that it's yeah. all very fresh in my brain that's why there was such a long pause because i was like oh my god where do i start it's over i'm overwhelmed with yeah things to talk about actually i, I love the the cole Palm, palmer shout out i think i was it last year maybe the year before where i really fell in love with him when he did the post game interview he scored in like the carabao cup and they asked him about his first goal in the premier league and he just looked at the camera and he said soon come and i i want i want that guy to be playing. I want that guy to be developing. I love Phil Foden. I am in total agreement with you. There's We have too many now, I feel like, just dynamic players in the center. I want to see Foden in that center of the pitch, being able to make the turns, being able to make the quick one passes with Holland, with Grealish on the outside. I think that's exactly right. Um, and then... For, we had to wait for, for those players for so long. Pep made them wait and sent them away and potentially could be sending them away again we need to see if they are who we hope they are. We're seeing so many players that we're losing and leaving that are leaving for great money and have potential buyback clauses. Yeah. And I just hate that whole feeling of FOMO that we could, that I'm, I'm getting, I mean, keepers, wingers, we're getting rid of great young talents, the defensive midfielders. I just don't like saying their names. Yeah, they're not with it anymore, so they're like dead to me. That's kind of it's. I I am, I'm not. I am. I'm obviously a nice guy, but when yeah. you listen to Shades of Blue and people listen to Shades of Blue, I don't come off as a nice person. But there's okay. also four of us, so yeah. they can come off as nice people. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be a bad guy, so they can be a good person. Look, the, the wrestling federation became big because they got heels. It's not bad being a heel, dude. Go off. That 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 was that was the theme of last season for me was I am a I am a bad guy. I am a heel. I was saying it out <laughs> loud. This season, my theme is we're making art. I'm making art. Yeah, there you go. Um, I love it. The the thing that I'm excited most like most excited about too is I did feel like yes, I think you brought up a really great point. There's times when Akanji was, you know, floating a little couple places I didn't want him to be, but whatever. But Last season was the most complete our defenses looked since Pep took over, I felt like. And it's odd because he made such drastic adjustments with it. But you may not know this. The other people on this pod, we got a Wolves fan, we got a United fan. My brother is the Liverpool fan. So for the past five years, we've had this back and forth where Virgil van Dijk's the greatest center back of all time. Their defense is so much better than ours, you know, whatnot. And to be honest, there's a little part of me that was conceding that a lot. But last year, I, I think I was able to speak with my chest a little bit more and say, oh, what, yes, are yeah, right? what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Are you seeing how these guys are working together? 
Um, so I'm excited to see how that continues to develop. And then obviously any adjustment that Pet makes, there's the jokes of over-adjustment, but man, he usually gets it right. Just when he gets it wrong, it's in the Champions League final against Chelsea, which we don't talk about anymore, but that's fine. Yeah, so. oh, especially once we won. Once we won, yeah. <laughs> that it, like I City fans for sure, just amnesia. It never happened. No. Like, excuse, when? A what? Yeah. I, I just, especially this season, this is all we're doing. All it, yeah. Um, up those threes. I loved it. I loved how, it. How, however way you want to throw those threes up, I don't care how you want to throw it. Just throw them up. Yeah, I love yes. it. So we're talking about being swaggering. We're talking about having a lot of confidence. Um, but you know what? I think City fans are also pretty self-aware. What is one of the things that you may have a little worry about? What are you going into the season being like, all right, Gundogan's not here anymore. Mares is gone. Or what is it that you are like, hey, I'm going to throw a red flag here and, and have us keep an eye on this? That's it. Uh, it's can the people step up? Yeah. It, and there's with a team like City who honestly, they keep their players. Um, they try to keep their players happy small squad you know the players are going to play there's not really many question marks except for players coming in and party all you, you know Kovacic the players stepping up how will they fit in the squad but Pep I trust Pep City Football Group I trust them the only people who can hurt City really are themselves obviously yeah. with the community show they is basically a deflection yeah, so, yeah exactly I, uh, I've been getting a lot more eye emojis from my friends that are other fans about our transfer business this year. Like, hey, you guys aren't, you know, are, are you worried about this? You know, what's going on here? And I think what City fans always have to keep in mind is what has the group done to not earn our trust? And it, it's, especially over the past six years, I, there's nothing. And I was the biggest Leroy Sané fan in the world. When he left, I was like, man, what are we doing? Like this guy. But you know, it, it was always a decision afterwards to keep us in the fight and, and to win, let's be honest, you know? So th I'm not questioning anything. I do think for me, Kovacic, interesting, interesting buy. I, I don't know if I was ever that impressed with him at Chelsea. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where he's going to slot in on that midfield for me. I, I think that the two DM roles with Stones or Rico back there with Rodri and to be honest, I think, and I'd love to get your take on this, Calvin Phillips did nothing wrong except not being available for me, where I was like, man, Roger has to play all these minutes. And when Roger would make a mistake, I didn't really blame him. I blame the fact that he's played 180 minutes over the past like three days. Like, what are we doing? So I think that's something I want to keep an eye on, is how can we give him some relief? How can we make sure that he's not playing every game? And when you're in this system, that role is vital like it, it keeps everything moving it, it takes us from the right to the left it, it gets us progressing it gets us stopped and i think it was key that stones was able to kind of step up and be able to be at least an asset or an assister there um in that role as well no i i agree and the biggest thing that i saw missing yesterday without kevin we had all kinds of dribblers on the ball we had stabilizers, we had defenders. There wasn't a distributor on the pitch because even Ederson wasn't there. Yeah. And yeah, we yeah. needed someone to make 
a aggressive line breaking pass and people really weren't doing that they were running they were making the run mm -hmm. but with that all the other players didn't necessarily know what they were doing so a lot it was just a lot of having to learn each other and all that will come with time and the session sure. Kevin got on the pitch all of it looked brilliant but yeah it, it, I think it's gonna be fun I may be getting ahead of myself I think that I don't see City losing the premier I see another title oh, coming yeah, for yeah. in a year or a row I just don't think it's gonna be as dominant I see Pep leaning to the youth in the FA Cups and the Carabao yeah. Cups and Maybe if we go for the jugular in the first couple of matches in the Champions League and we get our spot clinched, maybe Pep doesn't care if we're in first or second. And so yeah. we see some rotation. I think that's what we're going to see a lot is Pep actually trusting more of the squad for better or for worse. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. First, Nick, the Man United fan on our podcast, you know, as soon as we lost the Community Shield, texted in the group he goes tough day of football for for john and i was like listen man if i have to lose the community shield every year and win a treble i guess i'll it take that uh, yeah i'll take that trade yeah. yeah whoops um but i agree i think the the one thing i am worried about is we've always been able to before the season starts look at a sheet of paper and look at 22 names and be like the second grouping here could get a champions league spot in the premier league in in my opinion just about every time and I think that we are not only in the Community Shield, which is, you know, just finished. We also have the Super Cup, the one game against Sevilla coming up. We're in, obviously, FA uh, Carabao and then the Premier League, Champions League. But then we also have the uh, FIFA Club World Cup coming up. And I do think that you're hitting it right on the head. I think that you're going to have a very frugal pep when it comes to carabao and fa i think that's like all right we've done this we've been here done this let's see how far our youth can get in there i do think that it's a two competition season i think it's the premier league as always i think it's the champions league as always and i think that with this smaller roster smaller squad that's the, the approach that we definitely have to have for sure it, it and it wouldn't even surprise me because pep gets annoyed by fake truths that people try to push he probably saw what arsenal were doing and truly building a quote-unquote super squad where yeah. they legitimately do have two or three players per position and people were saying that about city the last couple of years he's like screw this i'm yo i'm just gonna use one player for five positions for the whole squad and that's just what i'm gonna do i'm gonna front in your face and i'm gonna laugh at you when I do this with 14 players, good luck. Beat us yeah. anyway. <laughs> Look, if again, if anyone has earned the trust of the fans to be like, all right, let's let's roll with them. It, it's Pep. Embrace um, the evil. Exactly. I uh, I had a couple names on here, and I know we both admitted liking Cole Palmer a lot and wanting him to get a shot. But there's a few um, rumors that we have going on of right wingers coming in, and then. I put Benjamin Pavard back in here, but I think that only happens if we can't solidify Walker, which I, apparently there's a two-hour dinner last night, so I'm hoping that's you know getting work into. Because um, I don't want to lose Kyle Walker. I mean, he's been the captain all uh, preseason. I love him. I want him to stay here. I want him to retire here. Three names I got here for right wing, though, that I've seen 
I don't know the varying uh, interest of all of these rumors, but Elise obviously at Palace. Um, Jeremy Doku, who is a Ren player and was at Anderlecht when company was there. Uh, and then Rafinha at Barcelona. Those three guys popped up while I was doing some some research for us to chat. Uh, if you have any thoughts on any of them, I'm, I'd love to hear it. Personally, I've watched Doku a lot because I weirdly will watch Anderlecht a decent amount, especially when company went over there. I think... He's an incredible player, but I'm not mad at Michael Elise either. I think that's been someone that in the Prem has shown that he can hold his own and, and be an impact. Nothing for Rafinha? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it. Um, I really just echoing you. I would love Doku. He yeah. would be a change of pace. He with. <laughs> The thing about Pep, everybody used to get on him, is he loves a schoolboy. He loves a good boy. Pep, that's not the player he's been bringing in the last mm -hmm. few years. We mm -hmm. got some guys with some edge. We got some guys with some sauce. We got some cool yeah. dudes who will get yeah. in your face. And Doku isn't that per se, but he can. And yeah. he's the type where he gets spicy on the pitch. He's more like a Grealish where you can talk about me, but I'm going to slice you up. Uh, Yep. He, and he's young. So whatever Very. he has learned that is quote unquote bad, negative, mallow, he, he can uh Pep can knock that right out of him. It's just what would that do to like Cole Palmer and all our other youth players? And I'm sure Bernard <laughs> I've been saying how Bernardo just wants to get back up to the right wing so badly. Yeah. That's his position. That's what he wants to do. And yeah. Pep just keeps trying to shoehorn him as a midfielder, and understandably so, because he's incredibly talented at it. Mm -hmm. But I love watching Bernardo slice and dice defenders, and he can do that best when he's on the right wing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, again, I, I want Cole to work out. I would love either of them, Elise or, or Doku for sure. I, I, I guess then a, a good way to kind of transition into another topic we can talk about, and we mentioned Kyle just a minute ago, but you're, you're probably saying bye to Laporte, I would assume. I, I just really think so. Um, I think we're finally at a point where Bernardo is like, all right, one more year, I guess. we're not. He's not going to go to Barcelona, at least some of the reports I read yesterday. Uh, obviously, I don't even have – I wrote out like a a kind of starting 11 with some subs. I don't even have Cancelo on here. He's gone too. But what are your thoughts on Laporte leaving um, and then hoping that we kept Bernardo? I think that – I talk about this all the time. If you can control how the game is played, if you can control the pace of which the game is played, you control the game, obviously. That, that's like a dull comment. But the fact that you have Grealish on the left side and you have Bernardo either in that midfield right side or on that right wing, if we need to play slow, we can always play slow. And if we call it a FIFA goal here on um, NAFTA where it's like you're just hitting – through ball, through ball, through ball, through ball. Next thing you know, it's you and the keeper, which we had some last year, and that's not normally how we used to score. But if you have to be able to do that with them, you can as well. Um, what are your thoughts on Laporte, and what are your thoughts on Bernardo potentially leaving? Uh, I'm bummed about Laporte, mostly because he never really got the chance if it wasn't for injury or other players yep. just stepping up at the right time for the club. I have a Laporte shirt, and I got it. The year he, the not the year he came, but the next year, because I thought it was going to be Laporte and Stones. Yeah. Going to be our center back pairing for a while. Uh, 
I'm bummed to see him go. And especially just for 30 million, who, whoever gets that, that's a yeah. steal. I just hope it's not in the Premier League. I'm tired of facing our own players. <laughs> um, I want nothing to do with Benjamin Favard. He's great, but to replace, oh my god, I'm I'm with you, dude. I don't know. It, it makes no sense. Like, he's a very yeah. smart player. He would fit yes. in well, but he's the complete opposite athletic wise of walker you couldn't forget a at least agile speedy strong guy he's brilliant because he knows his body knows where the ball is going to be he can read it very well so in theory he wouldn't have to run and catch people but the way that we play if you just get in the right wrong spot at the wrong time especially if you don't know this style very well you can just get us eaten alive it, it just makes me feel like zenchenko again and yeah. there's nothing against zenny but when he got when he would get eaten alive he would get eaten alive when when my when my guy was getting exposed it was exposure yeah i i totally agree um we all we said this too and and you know there was was it probably two years ago or so there was a, a stretch of games where it felt like kyle walker was giving up a penalty every other game for for a time there um and michael again my brother being the liverpool fan and and us having similar wingbacks at the time of like hey they got to go forward they got to take risks and whatnot we literally sat there and we were trying to go through the league and say look you're upset with kyle walker but there's not another kyle walker anywhere there, there just isn't the speed the ability to put a good cross in the ability to recover um it's one of those things where it's like hey if he gives that up you know you have to understand you're getting so much in return outside of that that it's like you gotta live with it essentially um I'm with you. I, I want nothing to do with Pavard, like like you mentioned. I do think if Bernardo leaves, which I don't think he is. Like I said, I read this last report a couple days ago or whatever. I, I think that'd be a pretty big hole. To have oh, to yeah. The, I don't know who. It, we, there is no one to replace Bernardo. We would, yeah. Pep would legitimately just have to blow everything up and figure out a new uh, tactic formation yeah well the tactic doesn't change a new formation that would fit yeah. his tactic i should say and what and i love walker and the only obviously he wants to go because more consistent playing time and the reason why i see why pep sits him and it happened a lot in the community shield and it's nitpicking yeah it's his <laughs> first it, 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 it's it's his first touch and it's not yeah. bad it's not a bad first touch. He just he hits the ball just like six inches too far from him, and that just gives the defender a split second to catch up to him, and then it just kind of throws everything off whack because you, you, yeah. you'll see it all the time. The ball is just – and then it gets to him, and it just kind of thuds, and then it starts up again. And I just – I think that stresses Pep out. I'm, I'm telling you, the first couple Rico Lewis games, I thought we found just – the, the biggest diamond in the rough. And I think it was smart how we played the rest of that season. Um, again, you playing sports in your background, me playing sports in my background, we always talk about like, all right, Rico Lewis being in the starting lineup was a message Pep was sending. It was like, hey, you don't, fi you don't figure it out. Like, this kid is good. And I think it was great that he was able to come and have that success. And it was almost like Pep was able to put him in positions where he wasn't going to screw up, where he wasn't going to fail. Because now I do think he's going to see a lot more of the field this season. 
and he's going to have so much more confidence than if he actually needed to be relied upon every game, which for a little bit, man, it felt like that might be going on in the middle of last season. Um, so I'm excited. I'm so excited to see him play again as well. Yeah. And I love watching Pep's pressers yeah. and his conversation about Rico and especially at the end of the season where he came out and he said it, he hinted at it, but he was like, Rico was, he's the reason why the formation changed to what it was. Something he did in practice, everybody saw a change there. I, in my brain, this is Pep saying, I, I had to make a change. I had to fit him in that put a fire in Stones' butt, in Walker's butt. And obviously it put a fire under Walker so badly, he's willing to just go to Bayern for it. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it you kind of need that in where people, even Manchester City media, which a lot of them are right for City, but aren't for City. And it's incredibly frustrating. Mm -hmm. And they're all asking the same questions. Mm -hmm. What inspiration can City have? And it's like, what are you talking about? They have the entire, all of them. Yes, they just want to trouble. But now everyone is expecting them to lose. We have all these young dudes who are gonna coming after your spot. It, there's two I am a big person who says the reality is way more entertaining than any sensationalism you can try to build up and yeah. I think there are plenty of delicious plot lines that are going on at City that deserve its focus yeah I think it'll it'll be really interesting to just see some of these young guys get to play and to be honest if we held on to them for a reason I'm excited to find out what that reason was, and I think that's what we're, we're rolling into. Um, let's talk about this really quickly. I'd love to just get your take. A lot of reports that this would be Pep's last season. Uh, a lot of reports that he, again, I live in New York. I think that's where he might end up, to be honest with you, at some point. Coaching somewhere in the United States. He loves living in New York. He comes back almost every summer. Um, I think you're going to be in agreement with me if he leaves. Obviously, no hard feelings. What what else can the guy do? You know, right? Um, but do you think we got a chance to keep him? Uh, and if he is going to go, where do you think he's going to take his talents next? I don't think he's leaving until 2025 when his contract ends. You and, think so? Yeah, I mean, he's. I understand what rumors say, but there is yeah. a reason why I watch his pressers. I truly, I haven't missed one for over three years. I don't listen to outside noise. I listen to the words that the players do. I watch any and every documentary, everything that City makes aloud, any interviews that the players do outside. I try to just hear what they say. And he has said on multiple counts, I'm out of here in 2025 unless something happens, but I won't leave before then. I feel like that's just media hoping and wishing and praying that Pep goes <laughs> because yeah. it just makes things easier for them. It gives yeah. them more things to write about because who's going to be the next coach will that fit blah blah blah, blah. just pep leaving gives there's more meat on that bone for them yeah if pep just continues to stay and city continue to be dominant how many more ways can you spin that how many more ways can you somehow bring it back to 115 charges yeah exactly um i i hope you're right i need to adopt more of your mindset i need to to get rid of the reporters all the chatter i need to just listen to the man take that in and be good to go on his word. And again, no indication that he'd ever leave a contract early, to be honest. Yeah. And, like, and I'm, I'm cool with it. And he's been great 
just seeing the transformation of him yeah. he's become birdier and birdier by the day <laughs> and i just i he loves the sport too much yeah i understand people are trying to make america trendy because messi's there and i don't see it i think he would much rather go back to spain and teach like a division two spanish club than honestly deal with kind of the craziness of america yeah and, like, I think people say that it's kind of low-key, and Pep, he took a year off in between, what was it, Barca and Dortmund, and there's all kinds of stories of his daughter uh, taught, uh, played soccer. Daughter, son? One of his kids son. played yeah, son, yeah. yeah. About yeah. his son playing in New York, and he yep. ended up like refing a match, yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. was yep. coaching both people teams, and yeah. No one really knew who he was. And by the time he found out, he had to get out of there because it was just super crazy. Yeah. I think that's just who Pep is. But I think unless he's winning everything, I think he wants to go down to where football isn't as serious, where it can be more light and he can truly change culture more. Like I said, I, I think he's going to stay till 2025. I think him and KDB are going to walk out arm in arm and I'm going to be an absolute mess. <laughs> you and me both man you and me both um yeah i i man I, I i totally agree i think at one point i was somewhat convinced that the spanish national team would be interesting but because of his you know catalan roots that might not be something that is actually what he's interested in at all uh but i do think he and you might not believe this if you are a city fan or you pay attention to city and we're talking about, oh, the, the kids are finally getting to play. The kids are finally getting to do this. But I do think he loves development. He loves watching someone go from not being able to do this at all to the best person to be able to do this. And I think if he can have that type of impact somewhere, I think that's where he, he may go for sure. Um, all right. Prediction wise, I think you, you teased it out early, but how do you see us finishing the season? And since we both know the competitions we're in, we can do, you know, hey, this is where we're going to be at the Premier League. This is where I'm thinking we might get to in the Champions League and then go on from there too. Okay. Uh, I wasn't saying it for, you know, give you a clip to <laughs> on social media. I legitimately do think City's going to win yep. their fourth. It's a, This is something – united hasn't done this isn't a thing that they can be like well we did this when my grandpa could still pick me up when i was a kid yeah. like it's this we are we have athletes playing against real athletes i'm i <laughs> this is the evil heel in me coming out yes united won the treble but the to use lebron language and jordan language that was back then plumbers were playing each other back in the 90s <laughs> like a sprained ankle would keep people out for eight months. Like it is it a whole different sport. Does that trouble yeah. really even count? Okay, that was being sensationalism <laughs> podcasting. But I Nick do, will love I, that. Yes. I do <laughs> I do think City will win the fourth. Uh I think City will try the hardest in the Champions League if we win it, great. But we've won the one. I'm I'm great from here. As long as Champions League is always number one, or sorry, yeah. Premier League is always number one. Champions League now that we've won it. It's number two. Honestly, I wouldn't mind winning the FA Cup and the if I could trade it in the Champions League for both the FA Cup and the Carabao, I would oh. much rather win those. Yeah, interesting. I, okay, for, I wanna, for this I season, right? Domestic, 
for this yeah, season. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I just, I just yeah. want like, I want domestic dominance. I want yeah. to go back to our domestic quadruple, if you want to call yeah. it that, yeah. or our centurion season. And that is one more thing that I want to add on. People can try to take away our treble season, but we every single year we've done some kind of thing. The, the centurions, the domestic yeah. quadruple. There's too many different varieties, styles, looks of city and ways that they've won for rivals to truly hate on us. But I get that's just what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And they would absolutely you all you all want your clubs to be like us. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, if you it, on our podcast, I get enough shit from our other people where I just finally look at them like, no, City has no fans. It's just me. Like you guys have been saying this the whole time. Like you live They're with so it. Brave. Right? I can't yeah, do it. A... I can I'm so happy <laughs> I do a show with all City fans. I'm so happy. Uh well Luckily, the three other guys are, are very nice, and worst comes to worst, we got Dylan, who's a Wolves fan, so he like kind of breaks things up and says, hey, at least you're not maybe going to get relegated this year. Um, I, I, yeah, it, I agree. I think the fourth is coming. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a tough season, but every season has its ups and downs, and every season, as you mentioned, has its unique variety of flavor. Uh, winning on the last day, 100 points, you know, whatever it may be. But I do think there is not a more battle-tested team than this one right now. I think that there is not, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, you know, shit for this from Michael. There is not a better front line right now than the Grealish, Holland, and then whoever you want to put on that right side. I don't care. Um, I think it's always a little brash in the preseason to be like, we're gonna win the Champions League. That's a, it's not the hardest thing to win, but it there's so many ups and downs and curves to that that. You can't confidently ever say that. I do think we got to be favorites to get to the final again. I think it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. And I'm with you. I I don't know about the Carabao Cup. Sometimes I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, why are we playing on Wednesday against Fleetwood City or whomever? That's fun. It is fun. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, like, let's make sure that Foden gets out around the 45th minute so that he, you know, right? I'm more, I think I'm more of a manager in my head of like, man, I got to make sure these guys are ready. But I loved, I loved the FA Cup win. I, I think last season getting that FA Cup again was something that I was like, man, I'm, I'm so pumped about this. Like I, I wanted this one again since we, you know, did the domestic treble. And I think that again, as Americans, maybe we don't get the full allure of it all the time, but I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to be better. Like we always have to prove ourselves as fans, not being from England. And I know how much that, tournament and that trophy means there and i was like i'm glad these guys got it i'm glad that this group of players this team here was able to also get that one uh as well so would love to see another another w there also and i vehemently fight against the whole uh we are less a fan because we're americans Uh, especially when if an english person comes at me real crazy what i say to them because they're being rude you were born into it. You didn't even make a choice. Like yeah. <laughs> you would literally said Google Gaga and they put you in a blue shirt. So yeah. why are you yeah. even better than me? I chose. I like yeah. went through this effort. I'm in here. I'm hundreds of miles away waking up at 6 a.m. I dare you to say I am not a true fan, bro. Yeah. You get to walk for 10 minutes and you get to go into a stadium. 
I am like, I'm dealing with all this other stuff that USA doesn't make it available. Uh, I went down to Houston for the preseason tour. I went yep. to training. I've got like, I've done, I'm going to the Etihad this winter. I'm doing like, oh, nice. uh, actually Christmas break type of thing there. Uh, I, like, I do the pot there. I'm on so many other levels. You just have, you're saying just nonsense. You got all people around you that are talking about football all the time. I got to search for my people. Yeah. The, the work rate that we have to do <laughs> to consume and enjoy football. Yeah. I dare you. <laughs> exactly. Me. I'm not a fan, but I am also a very fresh person and I'm willing to knock down doors and tell people to shut up. So yeah. uh, I know that's not everyone's energy. So worst case, just point them to my direction and I'll tell them to shut up. Now, hey, look, we adopted... Um, our podcast adopted the phrase last season. We know ball. We just know it. Like, get, like honestly, the proof's in the pudding. We do a um, season-long prediction of every game throughout the whole season. And we keep it updated on our podcast. And we did not have one person under 500. And, you know, the top two people predicted 30 over, games over 500 correct. Like, I'm just like, we watch all this. There's... The city fan, and I'm not going against city fans, but the, the English fan of a team is not going to go down to Philly to watch six teams that aren't any of their own just because they love the sport. Like, that's just not going to happen. And, and to your point, that's the things that we have to do. It's part of their day. We have to make it part of our day. Like, we have to consciously decide, all right, I got to set my alarm here. You're making coffee at 2 in the morning today. You know, we're doing all of these things to be part of the culture, to be part of the sport itself. I totally agree. I, I'm kind of sick of hearing it too. Um, I'm bash a gatekeeper in their face. I'm <laughs> hundreds of miles away. It's verbally, guys. Please yeah. relax. Don't get yeah. scared. To that point, since we're both Americans, though, and there's an uh, there's an unfortunate uh, game that happened yesterday morning. Yes, and your American fan culture doesn't help us at times. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we actually had uh, a. A man on the podcast a couple months back, not a couple months, it was a month ago back now, uh, right before he was about to leave for the Women's World Cup, and Alexi Lawless, Grace Star podcast, we kind of called him out. It was, it was a whole thing. Uh, and he was like, sure, I'll do it. And he made a comment about this team being too much about causes, not being focused on the field, and that was the reason they lost. I'd love to get your take on it. I feel like you probably have some thoughts, and I can kind of share mine as well, but unfortunate that the women didn't win um love to love to get your two cents there yeah uh, well first off i'll say they won the last few world cups say it, say it with like, your chest that's like what it. i was saying too <laughs> like that that's the first thing that you gotta someone has to lose eventually yeah uh one then my next thing is blackco why is nobody talking about the manager and the management he didn't rotate. There are multiple young phenoms that he mm -hmm. gave no minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, Lynn Williams, he put on very late into base. All of his moves were moving with fear. And you have one of the most deep talent pools in women's football. Yes, yeah. the there are more top players on each squad, so that makes things more difficult. But he was playing players out of position. Offensive players are back in defense. We got midfielders playing defense. We got like it, 
players out of position. Alex Morgan, maybe he should have sat a little bit and tried out some other things. There are many, there's, a, I said, what, 9, 10, 12 things before yeah. you can kind of get to these players enjoying themselves. Yeah. It, yeah. It's especially if these players knew something like this was going to happen because it's what happens every single time. The least, if I'm, if I know the whole world is going to be angry at me or waiting for me to fail, I'm going to have to try to laugh and sing yeah. and dance yeah. through the pain. Like that's pain. Like everyone's just waiting for you to fail for them to be like, ha ha, I was right. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. And for no one to really look at it that way. And for, you know, people to try to throw the broken word woke, which is obviously a thought-killing cliche. Like, basically, when people throw that word around, I think you want to be a cult leader. Like, that's plain and simple. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's how I feel about people who throw that stuff around. It's yeah. It's gone so far away from football and what could be done better. Uh, how could the team have done better? It's just all about things that have nothing to do with the actual match of 11 footballers playing 11 footballers. Yeah. I think what I said immediately when I saw his tweet, and I don't have it in front of me, I should have, you know, prepared, prepared that. that. No, it's but fine. We it, all know what he said. Yeah. But, you know, this might be a newsflash to a lot of people in this country. Four years ago and eight years ago, a lot of those players that took those stands, those problems were still going on back then and, and, and maybe going on worse. And they still had those stands. And guess what? They won. And you know what? I think that if you want to make a transitional period of the personnel on the field and maybe the just absolute, I'll say it, it was dog shit coaching of the manager, and you want to you wanna glaze over it with, hey, I'm going to get my political statement out there on this, I just think you're less of a person. And that also goes with how you just said, I don't want to reduce an athlete to what they do on the field and i don't want to reduce an athlete to not a person and you know what i've been in positions where i've failed on the field and you have to move on from it and if you move on from it by smiling and laughing and being like damn what the hell like that so what she say it was a sick joke it kind of was it kind of like she was absolutely correct like all right that's how i'm going out jeez thanks but like, even to go back to wrestling, nobody wins their last match. <laughs> like yeah, that's like yeah. a whole wrestling thing. It's like, Absolutely, bad guys. Not even there's no like a bad guy, but like bad guys win sometimes. Like it's just that that was a very cruel and hilarious and sad and painful way to yeah. go out. Of course, yeah. missed and then the ball millimeters. But yeah, in in our time where we need these takes immediately and we want to try to decipher things so quickly even though no one really gets deeper than the surface we should be looking back at the last 12 years that these ladies have given us and mm. the next 12 years that we can have uh just so many of the players that are going to be in this next world cup are going to they're not even going to be 26 like there's going to yeah. be so many of yeah. those players that are still so young there's the, the world, it's just so much easier to look up than it yeah. is. It's, it's easy to look down. It's easy to kick down. It, gravity, I know it takes us all, but doesn't mean you have to just let it take you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, said very, very well. Uh, crunk chocolate. I got it right this time. Didn't say, yeah. 
Thank you so much for joining. I want to give you uh, the platform again to go over what you got going on. Tell us about the podcast. Tell us how we can follow you, how we can follow the pod, and you know anything you want to plug. Yeah, so Shades of Blue. Uh, you can do Shades of Blue podcast. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, blah, 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 all those things. Yeah. Uh, we do a weekly show on Tuesdays. Then we do a Thursday live show for... Uh, and that's called a lit stream where we bring on three different guests. <laughs> One is a city fan, but the other two aren't. So okay. we chat all football teams. And Love then it. for Man City men and women matches, we do a kickoff show. So an hour before each match, we all hop on FanFest Live and we chat with each other and our listeners that we call Shady Gang. And it, it, we chat with that so we've been doing that hard for the last year the lit stream we did that and went away but that's coming back we do so that's four technically four shows a week that you can consume us i we are working on a patreon for extra content of it season three lots of big things doing we have some really cool interviews uh for city fans who are listening i did an interview with natalie pipe that dropped a week ago i yep. believe and that was fantastic. It's super cool to chat with her. And I have for US Man City fans, you may or may not know her, Ariel Castillo. I am gonna be dropping that episode very soon. Also, you know, people in city, outside of city, uh, I just did a bunch of episodes called Represent with fans from just general AC Milan, yeah. uh Cone. So yes, we're a city pod, but we do love and respect all football men's yep. women's and so we're out here hardest working man in podcasting like i said uh dude thank you so much i'd love to have you back on at some point to break down a game uh please 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 uh subscribe to the shades of blue pod taking their content it's been great uh, it's a new discovery for me and i've been enjoying going back and listening to some old stuff um and obviously tune in we're gonna have the rest of the premier league previews coming up and hopefully, Crunk Chocolate, we can have you back on, man. Let's go. Get those threes Love up it. in the air, baby. Hey, there it is. <laughs>